Welcome to the Heal Podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama Five, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Before we get started today, I wanted to talk to you about Dr. Bill Rawls. He has written one of my favorite Lyme books, Unlocking Lyme. He's an MD whose life was upended because of Lyme. From this experience, he had to change his practice and figured out how to heal himself. Dr. Rawls has created his own line of herbal supplements that support the immune system as a Lyme warrior. He offers a survey on his website to help determine which supplements you need. Go to Lyme360.com forward slash Dr. Rawls, which is D-R-R-A-W-L-S, to learn more about these amazing herbal protocols I've been using. Welcome back to the Heal Podcast with Lyme360. This is Mimi McLean. Today we have Tracy Weintrop. She's a writer, cook, and Lyme warrior whose diagnosis with POTS and Lyme inspired her to build a lifestyle that supports her immune system and allows her to enjoy delicious food without feeling limited by her chronic illnesses. She created Gracefully Fed as a way to spread her recipes and healthy approach to delicious food and meals. Gracefully Fed is an organic gluten and dairy-free supery that offers local pickup in LA and nationwide shipping. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm excited to hear about your company and I would love to start out with just your Lyme journey, if you don't mind. Sure. I think like when I look back at it now, I had moved to New York And I was having all these symptoms, but blowing it off and basically saying like, oh, I'm getting older. Like, that's what I thought it was. So I moved back to New York and I was like taking the subway or walking around Central Park being like, man, like my legs are really heavy. Like I must not be used to walking like because I lived in L.A. for so long, which is bizarre. I'm a New Yorker. So like, like you rationalize anything and everything. I started getting migraines. I went to a migraine specialist while I was living in New York, which always aggravates me when I tell this story because they did a scan and, you know, you go to the doctor, they say, you're fine. You just have migraines and they give you medicine. Many years later, I looked at that scan and on the bottom, it said possible Lyme disease, white, (gasps) like, yeah. On the scan. And it didn't, they didn't, no one told me, but you know, as you become like a Lyme advocate and you advocate for yourself, you start asking for all of your medical Records. records. And then ultimately I was getting migraines. I was having really heaviness in my legs. I started to develop like stomach pains, but I just attributed this to stress or moving to New York after living in LA for 10 years. I was really depressed. I just also thought maybe I missed LA. I got a call to move back to LA um, to be on a TV show. And I was like, all right, great. I'm done with New York. I've been here for two years, love my family, but see ya, I'm going back to LA. And as soon as I landed in LA, I would say within three weeks, I started getting POTS symptoms. And then from there, it was like something's off. I started collapsing. And ultimately, they diagnosed me with postural orthostatic tachycardia. And it wouldn't be for seven months until I was diagnosed with Lyme. Wow. What else causes POTS besides Lyme? You know, actually covid They're saying like long haul COVID Mm -hmm. patients are actually getting POTS, but this is something that was said to me via like a Facebook 
Lime group, I was asking about POTS and somebody reached out to me privately, never met her, like just a stranger. And she said, POTS is a syndrome. It's caused by a disease. Find your disease. It's like the scariest thing you could ever hear, but it's the truth. So it's a dysfunction of your autonomic nervous system and it's out of whack. And Mm -hmm. there's something causing that. And they don't tell you that. They just say, well, you've POTS. So any other symptom, they just kept throwing it under the rug. But ultimately, there is a disease that is causing that dysfunction. So who ultimately diagnosed you with Lyme? I went to an integrative gastroenterologist. His name's Dr. Abar. He tends to try to get to the root of the problem. And he's in LA. And he's in LA. I've been to so many doctors and, you know, we thought, okay, I'll get a concierge doctor. Like we, you just don't know. Yeah. And then I had, I just kept having symptoms and that concierge doctor kept saying like, no, it's POTS, you're fine. And then I ultimately had two really, really bad allergic reactions to nuts, which I've never been allergic to. And I'm like, this is wrong. Yeah. And so my sister, I think is the one who said you should go to like one of those house doctors, like, you know, that show house where he like figures out like what's going on. And I found Dr. Rabar. I went to him. The first thing he said was, I think you have Lyme disease. And I said, no, I've been tested. And he goes, we're going to test you another way. How did he test you? Igenics. Yeah. The Igenics test. I always say this to everybody. Like if you're going to get tested for Lyme, even if it's Western blot, get tested for co-infections. Mm-hmm. It's the co-infections um, that cause the damage, not the Lyme. Mm-hmm. Lyme is easier to get rid of than the co-infections. And once you treat everything, your body's in shambles. So, yeah. but yeah. Oh my God. He sent me to Lyme doctors. He, oh, did he didn't say, even treat me. He didn't even treat you. He sent he didn't treat else. me. You know, he was helping me with like a lot of the digestion issues yeah, that I was gosh, having, yeah. but he, he was like, you're going to have to see a Lyme literate doctor. He recommended somebody that I went to. It was a terrible experience. She didn't tell me that I should titrate anything. She gave me a lot of antibiotics, like, you know, things like Alinea and like strong amoxicillin, Mepron. I didn't know you had a titrate. So I was taking all that at once. She didn't explain it to me. I ended up in the hospital and I was like, that's it. Yeah. So I ended up seeing somebody else in LA who, you know, we started IVs. We did a lot of IVs. I stayed on antibiotics for a while. And with the IVs, I still wasn't nothing was helping and I wasn't understanding anything. And I had made an appointment with my current doctor, Dr. Stephen Bach. And I tried to cancel because I was so sick and it was so late. They were like, we're going to have to charge you. And at that point I'm like, all right, I'll just go. And I went and he made one recommendation. Like he oversaw everything that I was doing, but he recommended UVLRX and that changed the game for me. What is that? I haven't heard that. It's light therapy. Oh, oh, because that's light therapy. It made it sound like you were taking like a supplement. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. The UV. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I tried everything. I had tried ozone. I tried. And that know, didn't work. Not, no, ozone didn't work for me. I did vitamin C, Myers. I did glutathione pushes. Yeah. I did everything. And then I did, I did all that for like a year and a half. And then I started, I think I did about 20 to 30 sessions of UVLRX, which was like an hour of IVs. And then I did extra IVs. Like I did my saline, I did my glutathione. I did anything that like may potentially help, but the UVLRX put me in a different path. I like got my energy back. The pain wasn't as bad. And so I switched over to herbals, but that knocked me out. Like that ended up really screwing with me. 
And then I had gone to see the herbals ended up lowering my white blood count so much so that I ended up having to go see an oncologist. And the oncologist was like, you need to stop taking what you're taking. And as soon as I did, my white blood cell started to come back it's up. It's crazy again. that it was hurting your white blood cells. Yeah. And I'm the one who noticed it. I was in the hospital. I was really sick. And I looked at my, when they hand you the, your charts, when they're like checking you out, I'm like, I said to the doctor, I'm like, my white blood cell count is really low. And he's like, it's literally like, it was like 1.9. He's like, if it was 1.8, we would keep you here. But it was like at 1.9 or something like that. And so then I called Dr. Abar and Dr. Abar was like, I think you, it's time you need to see an oncologist. And I was like, what? And I went and I was on, I think Byron White's maybe. Oh yeah. And oh, that's weird. I've never heard that reaction before. Yeah. I think I've become so sensitive to everything. Like I, mean, I yeah. ibuprofen will put me to bed and I, any doctor I'll say that to, it's almost like they don't hear me because I'm like, no, no, I'm so sensitive. So like one in the morning supplements, I don't need to take like three a day. Like I'm telling you one a day might be fine for me. So what ultimately got you kind of, I would, I, well, where are you now in your process? I would like to say I'm in remission, but I, even when I say that, I have so many like hormonal issues that like, you know, I'm very functional. I walk and I run and I'm active, which I wasn't for four years. So you can run, you could do like, could you do a soul cycle class or something like that? I could. However, like anything that's like jumping, like my ovaries are like, no, we're going to just burst. Sorry. <laughs> Don't oh, do wow. it. Cause I developed endometriosis, PCOS, like oh. melasma. Like I developed all sorts of hormonal issues after Lyme but I would say I'm in remission with flares. And I always say I have good days, bad moments, you know, yeah, I understand. like I just had an ovarian cyst rupture like a few weeks ago. And I'm just oh, like, no. so what ultimately you think besides the UV, anything else that you would say the food, I mean, right. That's why we're talking. Food, food is huge. <laughs> I, you know, and that was something that was like, I was super stubborn about, like, I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not changing my diet. Like I need to live. Like that was, I couldn't socialize anymore. I couldn't run, which I ran. I was a runner. I'm like, well, I'm not changing my diet. I need to live. And when I ultimately was like, you get to a point and I'm sure you have, and other people that you've interviewed, you get to a point where you're like, I'm doing anything and to make myself yeah. feel better. Yeah. So Dr. Abar was like, you need to cut out all these things. And I did for two years. I didn't drink sugars, grains, eggs, nuts, seeds, Pretty much everything, coffee, Food, alcohol, everything, <laughs> right? Like you're like, what do I eat? Vegetables and fruits and <laughs> some meat. Not, and not even like fruit. Like you could have berries, but not bananas. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So that, I never say that was a cure. I always say it helps. It's not a miracle. Like, no, but it gets you to a point where like you can get out of bed. And I don't think you can get better without doing that, but that's right. not going to get you better. No. And I mean, like occasionally, like I'll have a drink now and I know that like, can't drink red wine. Like yeah, that will I know. get my heart beating. I could drink certain like white wines, but generally I have to be very careful. But the only thing I could drink now is like tequila, like yeah, organic. It's clean. Yeah. It's clean. And I feel like a weirdo. Like, like this is the good thing. It's so trendy right now. It's so trendy, especially in LA. Like, but the, and then I also, this is something that I always talk about too. Like I was really skeptical about it because I don't know. I, I'm not a person who 
you know, I was a runner and I w- lifted weights my entire life. So yoga, meditation, all those things to me were boring and I don't do. And so a friend recommended going to a healer, like an energy healer. And at the time I was also seeing a kinesiologist, like an, a muscle tester, mm-hmm. which helped like, you know, they help with supplements, which I, I kind of like everything was helping, but I wasn't breaking that plateau. And I went to the healer and he ultimately is what got me over that hump. And I, and I what kind of healer was he, was he teaching you or was he kind of like talking like about like your past lives or what was he ultimately? I always say, I never know what he does. Like I lay on a table and then we talk. And so I always say it's better than therapy because he has all these wonderful, like positive ways to look at things and approach things. Whereas like, if you went to a therapist, they're like, do you think it may be your fault? And you're like, what? Yeah. You to or let's talk that. about your past and talk about everything that's wrong with your past. And it's, he definitely is like taught me how to break patterns, which mm-hmm. we fall into, especially when you're sick, you fall into this anxious cycle of like, when you start to get pain again, you're like, Oh my God, what's this? What? Like, I need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G where it's like, now I could say like when I had the ruptured cyst and I was in New York, like there's a level of calmness that I never had where I could say, I've been here before. I just have to go through the steps and like get through it. So, and yeah. and that's something that he helped with for sure. Talk to me about like, were you a chef before you started this? Like, what did you do before? I worked in TV. I was what they called a video switcher. I live edited for studio audiences, like mainly sitcom television. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. I just liked cooking and having dinner parties. That oh, was so you did go- like to cook in general. Loved before. it. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I loved cooking like really rich, unhealthy. Like my friends are going to leave my dinner party and be like, that was the best meal I had. Yeah. Like an so Ina that- garden, like gardener, whatever her name is like those yummy meals that are just all butter. And oh my God. Yeah. Like, <sighs> how can I make truffle mac and cheese from scratch? Like I was like, yes. I got to perfect this. And I love baking. I loved, I loved it all. So it threw me for a loop when I changed my diet. Cause I was like, how do I, I ended up losing a lot of weight actually, because I didn't know how to cook healthy and then you're tired. So you don't want to like think about how to cook. Right. So my mom actually flew out when I was really, really ill. I was emaciated and we we're like, how do you put on weight? And like, I worked for 12, 14 hours a day and I was still working during this whole time. I would have lost my insurance. I would have lost my jobs. I worked freelance. So in my mind, if I had told anybody, they wouldn't have asked me to come back on a new show. Like you're just hustling for jobs as yeah. a freelance. How did you get through the day though? I always say this and it always like makes me a little emotional. I worked on a show called Mike and Molly when all this was going on. And there were a few women who worked on that show that I never told. And then I had to tell because I collapsed one time. And they were like, we're not going to tell the producers we got you. And then I work up stairs in a booth with all these like sound guys. They're like in their fifties, sixties, all have kids. And they always looked out for me. So like I would, between rehearsals, I would sleep on the couch. And when it was like my time to like do my job, they'd always wake me up and be like, Trace, you're up. Like they had my back and we just kept it a secret and they never knew fully what was going on, but they knew something was up. And so like, whenever I see them, I'm always like, Oh my God, like oh, they just awesome. look out for me. Yeah. That's great. It was 
So, okay. So at what point did you say, okay, I'm quitting my job and I'm starting this food company? I never quit. So I worked in um, TV. I, I was on a show called One Day at a Time, still working in TV and the pandemic shut us down. So I had opened my shop already oh. and we were functioning, all that stuff. And I only worked on that show two days a week. We got shut down and then we ultimately got canceled. And so I started cooking full time, but during the pandemic and I got a few phone calls to come back and do pilots. I was like, not yet. Like I was just scared to get back on set. So I haven't been back yet, but yeah. So the pandemic has, is the reason I'm full-time cooking. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I guess it's good. Right. I mean, it seems like you're happy and it's great. It was a blessing in disguise because if I didn't have it during this, it would have been really hard. It actually is like PTSD. Like I'm sure, you know, like when you're sick, you're home, you're isolated, you're by yourself. And then with the pandemic, that brings you back to like something you're like, I'm never doing again. And I'm 3000 miles away from my family and you are isolated. You know, I'm not taking any risks. And it really just brought me back to when I was initially sick with Lyme. Tell us about your, about your company. Do you mostly just make soup or do you make other stuff as well? We make other stuff. So mainly we have like 34 varieties of soup, all organic, dairy-free, gluten-free. But I, as I said, like I love to cook. So we do a meal delivery service and we put out a menu every week and you could pick it up in store or we could deliver it to you. And I like to bake. So having to find recipes without refined sugar has been like tricky, but I love it. And when I like find a recipe that's good, we sell it in the kitchen. Like I just made strawberry cupcakes and I'm like super excited about it. So yeah, so it's kind of like, and what do you ship all over the place? Everything or just the soups or we ship our soups and our vegan chocolate chip cookies nationwide. And our meals are local to California. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's exciting. It's fun. And I love food and it's been an education in itself. Like I've never thought I would be in this industry and I love it. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you ever cheat? Not with gluten or dairy. But occasionally, like I'll have like a cookie with refined sugar. Yes. Right. You know? So what what would happen if you had gluten? You don't even know. I don't even know. I know that's not true. I had a slice of pizza when I was in New York. It was like after my ruptured cyst. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm having, like, I haven't had pizza in like six years. And so I had one with my brother and like, I'm waiting for something to happen. Nothing happened. But if I have dairy, I have pain. Like I get really bad inflammation you know, trying to figure out where your pain comes from. Cause I still have pain, even though I feel pretty good. I don't think I could work out. I, I feel pretty good. Like I'm back to normal, but I do have really bad pain and just weird things around my body that I'm like, oh, yeah, that grew and it hurts. Yeah. You, it's amazing to think. Cause I look at like times where I'm like, in so much pain. I'm like, it's because I'm cheating a lot. And then my husband would say, well, when, when have you felt the best? And I was like, to be honest with you, I felt the best when I went like on a two week only vegetable diet. Yeah. you know, or a cleanse or something like that. And like, you really do feel better. I'm just like, I'm launching that this week, a detox reset. And like, it's not a weight loss thing. It's kind of just how I ate. Like when I was in the thick of it, because I think I feel the best when I am like getting back to the basics. I had bone broth every morning. I made smoothies. I didn't include bananas. And then like everything I ate was like quinoa, tomatoes, cucumbers, like really simple stuff. So I'm actually launching that this week at the, at the shop because I need to do it. Like I need to reset. You tend to like get into, like I'm a a healthy eater. 
But then I find myself like eating like lentil chips, which is yeah. not good for you, but you're just like, well, I want to start lentil chips. <laughs> yeah. They're lentil and it's fine. Or even lentil pasta, which. And how I'm long not- was that for the, the little thing? How long do you do that cleanse for? I'm doing it for three days, but I probably, once I do it for three days, I could keep going. Like it never bothers me. I just need a, like a kickstart to like yep. kind of get me back into it. And once I'm back into it, it's summer. You have so much yep. fresh produce everywhere. It's so easy, That's but sometimes great. like you just need like a guide, like on a Sunday, you have to write everything out, but this is what worked for me. Like to kind of feel better. I had a blueberry smoothie every single morning and I had bone broth for like three months straight, just had a shot of it to like for my gut. And what was in your blueberry smoothie? I literally would just put frozen blueberries, coconut milk, collagen, and ice. That's it. That's it. Like I didn't want to do bananas because like they scare the shit out of you. They're just like bananas are the worst thing. Well, it's funny. I had a shake last week and it was like banana. I was literally in in bed for like an hour. It made me go to sleep. I was exhausted. Yeah. The sugar high. Sugar. And they said, if you're going to eat bananas, they can't be ripe. And I'm like, well, then what's What's the the point? point? That's crazy. I know that's the thing is because like everyone loves that medical medium, which is great. I've heard so many good things about it, but he's banana heavy. He, well, that's like, I tried his thing. I did celery um, juice for like three months too. I tried that. I never, it didn't really do anything for me. Like I was trying to get my Epstein-Barr numbers lower. yeah. And so I was like super excited. I'm going to do this for three months and they didn't move. They didn't budge. And then I was like, I'm sick of it. I actually, part of my reset, I made a, I made a celery soup. That to me is easier than doing the juice. Yeah. Just because it has, I hate saying it, it has a little bit more flavor. Being, uh, you know, into like, I have another podcast called The Badass CEO, just so you know, where I interview women who start businesses. So that. just that hat I want to put on for a second. So how did, how did you logistically figure out how to send all of your soups and products across the country? You know, like, are they fresh? Are they frozen? Like, how are you logistically doing that? We freeze them. We flash freeze everything. And it's also like, I knew nothing. Like everything right. that I did was like, kind of like you just do your research and it's almost like you, you get experience doing that with Lyme because all we do is research. We research mm-hmm. for ourselves. You advocate for yourself. So like with this, it was the same thing. I had no idea what I was doing. I had great mentors. Like my dad is a great businessman, but like, he's like, I don't know anything about food. So I started just asking questions. And I, when I moved from my cooking in my kitchen to moving into a shared kitchen, there was this, like, there were so many women companies, like we all shared the kitchen and I would be like, Hey, Tracy, what, how do you do this? And I was scattered and I knew nothing, but they did. And so you learned from them. Like I met my friend Maya who ships nationwide, her Brazilian treats. She taught me how to ship. And the owner of that kitchen taught me how to like you know, kind of branch out. But ultimately one of my employees with the shipping, for example, her parents worked at FedEx and I was like, Oh, can they put us in touch with somebody there that like we could pick their brain. And that happened within a week. And then we had a rep for FedEx. And I mean, it was just kind of like the, and then how have you gotten your name out of, as far as like growing your business? My, a good friend of mine who I watched the bachelorette with, (laughs) She was going through postpartum. I was going through Lyme. I would bring over soup to eat. And then she asked me if I could um, bring her over some. And then she kept asking me for batches. She was like putting herself like on a accountability program. And so she started this business of like helping her friends. Like she started with friends, like 
lose postpartum weight and like just kind of keeping themselves accountable for like working out all the stuff. So I randomly got a phone call. Hi, I'm Lily. Can I get seven soups? I'm like, what? I had like, it didn't, it didn't make sense. So anyway, so she started this business and she would recommend her clients to me. And then ultimately she did a reality television show and that just, it just skyrocketed. And, you know, she was always, she's one of my closest friends. It was never like, okay, you know, cut me a check. It was always like, I got you. Like, you're my best friend. I support you. And she knew that this was giving me new focus. Right. So like, it was kind of like, I mean, it was a blessing. She, she literally was just like, all right, Tracy's like coming out of just stopping talking about Lyme and this gave me something to do. And she knew it. And she just kind of kept pushing me and ultimately got me that head start that I needed. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. This has been amazing. I'm excited to try your stuff to go online um, and and to get it shipped. I used to live in LA. I don't know if you realize that. And I just just moved. So I'm bummed because I would have had the the delivery... sent right here, you know, but I'll just have to go online and, and, and do that instead. So, and you also have a great Instagram account okay. as well. It's gracefully fed underscore. Yeah. Sorry. Perfect. <laughs> this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Tracy. I really appreciate it. And I hope you um, continued success with your business. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. This is so great. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on, and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.